How y'all doing, man? Can you clap it up for the worship team, please? Come on. They can go. My mom, my mom would say they can sing, sing. Not sing, sing with an A. Uh, now, nah, hello, Refuge family. Um, my name is Dwayne Jackson, and um, I believe in the local church. As a kid, I went to multiple churches. I remember at this one church, someone catching the Holy Ghost. As you can, as you can imagine, I was a kid, and I was so uncomfortable. Has anyone in here been to a church like that? Somebody catch the Holy Ghost? Come on, okay, we got some, we got some, we got some. I remember this one church where this guy was hitting people in the head with the Bibles. That was a little, a little different. But I also been to this church when I got a little older. It was, weird. it was weird because they had four offerings. And I was like, man, <laughs> they had all these different ministries. I was just had to keep giving money. I'm like, man, should I give a dollar? Should I get five dollars? It was just kind of weird. But we've all been to different, different churches who made us feel uncomfortable. Is it a bad thing? Should I truly care? Do I care? If you got your Bibles, can you turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12? And before I read this, I'm going to pray to get in mode. And uh, yeah, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. Let every word that come out of my mouth be about you and only you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. As I was studying this and preparing this message, I was so convicted. What is the local church? Is it just my home church? Or is it about all churches in our area? Should I even care what the church down the street is doing? In this passage, Paul noticed that the Corinthian Christians had become prideful concerning their particular gifts. Paul noticed some people were hating on each other. Anybody know any haters? Somebody be hating on y'all? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but spiritual gifts had become divisive influence among the members in the church. It'll be like somebody hating on somebody who can preach real good, or in basketball, somebody can really shoot the ball, and then somebody on the bench be like, man, I can shoot better than him. But just think about that in the church. So Paul was talking about the Corinthian Christians based on this. Verse 12 says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. So thinking about the local church, think about our friends who represent churches and also represent the church body that, that go to different churches. Paul is saying that we are one body. We, and ch different churches have different ministries all throughout. We got community outreach. We got recovery ministry. We got worship. We got the worship team. We got cleaning crew. We got children's ministry. We got youth. We got missions teams. All these different ministries. But just like in our body, every part in our body is vital to the local church. Moving to verse 13, this is like one of my go-to verses. Y'all got go-to verses? 
But this verse, moving to 13, it says this. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. So today we might say black, white, Spanish, green, purple, blue, Russian, American, all that ooby dooby jash. But in these times, people usually were separated into groups. Both Jews and Greeks would take pride in their identity. And each would think of his group as superior to the other. So just think about that. So both Jews and Greeks would take pride in their identity and each would think of his group as basically better than one another. Those who were free would think of themselves as superior to the slaves, which was 100% true according to usual human measures based on this text. But however, once we are in Christ, those divisions disappear and we are equal before God. God loves us equally. In God's value system, there are only people, not categories. Let me run that back again. In God's value system, there are only people, not categories. Different colors and cultures are vibrant in the local church today. My question is, do our churches in Southwest Florida represent this? We are all... We all share the same spirit. So we all know Pastor Brian Coverson. Shout out Pastor Brian Coverson for sure. But he was the first person to introduce me to the band called Metallica. <laughs> I was like, bro, this white dude is crazy. Like, who is these people? Like, they jamming out and, you know, they really in mode, like really shaking their hair. Like, I'm like, bro. Like, what is this? Based on his music he chose to listen to, regardless of the music he listens to, we are a part of the same body. We represent the local church. We share the same spirit, but we aren't, we, we, we're not from the same hood. We know probably Indiana, I'm from Fort Myers. We say Fort Myers, but we say Fort, no, Fort Myers. We come from two different totally worlds, but now we are part of the same body, one mission. And that's my brother. I will fight for Brian if somebody ever messes with him. <laughs> verse 14, verse 14, it says, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. I'm going to read that again because that's like so good. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. I recently visited this shoe store called Fit to Run. And going to Fit to Run, it was like, the only reason I went to that store is because I knew some people that worked there. And I used to train some kids that was working there. They was like, Coach, man, come to Fit to Run. I'm like, Fit to Run? It's in Coconut Point. And um, I'm not a runner, so don't get it twisted. I, I hoop, but I don't like to run. Like, 
running like that's kind of weird. But I've always avoided, I, I, I avoided running because like, like, it's kind of difficult a little bit, right? But they introduced me to a foot scanner. Anybody ever seen a foot scanner? So you stand on this, this foot, that like I was, like it was, it's crazy. So I stand on it and basically it, it shows you what part of your feet you're putting the most pressure on. So um, I was so amazed that I called my wife. I was like, babe, they got a foot scanner. Like, and I could see which part of my foot I put the most pressure on and all that ooby dooby jazz. But they told me I had to get a certain shoe. So this is weird. Um, I'm like, man, like, I am not, I am not, I cannot wear those shoes. But luckily, I wear a size 14 and they have my size. <laughs> but also, I learned something very major that day. Something as small as my feet affected my entire body. What I realized was I, I had like a little, <laughs> I know it's funny, but I was putting, I put more pressure on this side, so I had to get some inserts, and they basically changed my life. It's the weirdest thing. They was like $80. I had to pay a little bit. It was like $80, but I had to get them. Now my back don't hurt no more. I'm like, dang, I'll be 37 this month. I wish I would have known that back then. I would have to go see the chiropractor, and they tell you to come three times a week. And I'm like, bro, you just, my insurance, bro, like, you kind of kill me. But anyway. That's a whole other, y'all, y'all. <laughs> Let's move to 16. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make any, would that, would that make it any less a part of the body? 17. If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Man. We hear gossip about other churches often. Sometimes, as the local church, when we hear gospel, when we hear gossip, it goes in one ear and quickly out the other. But sometimes, we sit in that gossip. And that gossip affects us spiritually, emotionally, and physically. It causes us to act different towards members of the body. <laughs> Come on. Many problems in the Corinthian church have been caused by the failure of its members to understand their, vi their value. A couple years ago, I started training, and everybody knows I, I love basketball. I train kids. I, I just love it. So I started training these group of girls. And these group of girls... We're like, they can like really hoop, hoop. Like we, we know people that can hoop, but then it's something that you can hoop. If you can hoop, hoop, that's just a difference. That's my, they can hoop, hoop. So the more I started to spend time with them with basketball, they started to open up about their struggles. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that, yeah, yeah. So they begin to tell me how they were struggling with same-sex attraction, but really desired a relationship with Jesus. <sighs> Come on. What should I say? What? Okay, like, what should I say? Like, what is, okay, this is kind of new for me. Like, what should I say? So I, should, should I just stop talking to them? Because I did not know what to say. Like, what should I say? 
This is new to me. Like, I've been around kids who carry guns and stuff like that, but this is a little new to me. But what are we called to do when we are uncomfortable, church? While I didn't have all the answers at that moment, I just gave them their first Bible. I reminded them of their value in Jesus. They are loved. You are seen. We are family. Refuge family. Each of you are needed. The world needs us. I don't care if you don't believe you have no skill or anything like that. Like, we are all valuable here. Some people, I don't care if you can't sing, can't ball, can't preach, but the world needs us right now to show up. Sometimes fear paralyzes us and it keeps us still, and we can't move. We cannot let fear paralyze us. A few, a few weeks ago, a fight broke out with um, Hoops on Mission kids. Yeah, I know. I, I, we, we got travel basketball teams. We travel all over the state. But these were seventh graders. Like, I know chess seventh graders fight. I know, Dwayne, watch out. But what happened was one of the seventh graders got pushed. Now, you know, he got pushed, and he didn't do nothing. But then he got pushed again. So he punched the kid, right? Punched him out, laid him out. Now, when people see Hoops on Mission, they, could, they, they assume that I, like, our kids are violent. <laughs> well, we're not really violent, but that's what people assume after that one incident. One incident could destroy Hoops on Mission reputation. As the founder of the, of the ministry, I have to call the director. I have to talk to the kid parents. I got to tell them, man... Why'd you do that? Coach, you pushed me, blah, blah, all that. And I'm like, man, what do I do? But I won't kick him off the team. We will come up with a solution. We prayed together. What about the church? What if a fight breaks out right now? <laughs> what will y'all do? What will we do? Somebody break it up. Should I go jump down the stage, break it up? What will we, we do? Our reputation isn't more important than our identity in Christ. More importantly, our mission is different from those of the world. Let me run that back because that was so good. Let me run that back. So our reputation isn't more important than our identity in Christ. More importantly, our mission is different from those of the world. My message is, my reputation is to use basketball to spread the gospel to kids from all different parts of the world in our neighborhood. As a Christian, we need to make sure we are doing that as a local church. So we hear bad stuff happening in churches all the time, right? No, y'all got raised. Y'all got to talk about that. I know. But we hear bad stuff happen all the time in churches. Why is, it, why is it when our brothers and sisters fall in the church that that drama and that gossip spread like wildfire? Why is that? Why is that? We, we, sometimes, and I know a lot of churches, I know a lot of, I got a lot of friends that are pastors in here, but we, we don't hear things like, 
salvations that happen at Summit Weekly? Are the youth being baptized down the street at First Assembly? Are the amount of families being fed weekly by Next Level? We have to take responsibility and be truth tellers and hope spreaders. The world is watching us. <laughs> Let me move to 18. 18. Both our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. When you visit a church for the first time, and you find out that church has a need, does it break your heart? Are you like, man, that ain't my problem? Do you ever feel a sense of urgency to give? There is nothing wrong with feeling that feeling because we all represent the church body. We are all representing the church body. Sometimes we can get so consumed with our sports teams, our church teams, that we don't care about anybody else. Hey, Dwayne, did you hear about that pastor that just got fired? Bro, that's crazy. Oh, the pastors are crazy. You hear about that kid who smoked some weed? Man, that kid got caught smoking weed. He go to the church down the street. I knew that church was a fake. Y'all ever been, y'all ever heard? No, man, here you go, go. Just be quiet. So anybody watching the NBA playoffs in here? Because I like basketball. One, two, three, two, three. So Anthony Davis, he's like yay, like seven foot tall. And he played for the Lakers. And he hurt his groin. Now, most people had the Los Angeles Lakers going to the finals, but they end up losing in the first round, all because Anthony Davis hurt his groin. But Phoenix Suns, they're kind of good, too. They got a lot of good players. But one player affected the whole team. Which affected the whole body. And they end up losing. So all these analysts had Lakers winning. I got Brooklyn Nets. Shout out, Katie. But uh, I, I had Brooklyn Nets. But one injury, his groin injury, affected the whole team, and they ended up losing. Verse 19. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. If everybody could preach like Brian, where would our sense of smell come from? Or what would happen to our outreach ministry? Tanya does amazing work. Shout out, Tanya. Yeah. If, come on, I like, okay, we got some clappers in the room. Go ahead. If everyone could do outreach, what would happen to our children's ministry? My wife and Sarah, they are killing it in there. They are doing an amazing job. Shout out my wife. Okay, and Sarah. Yeah, what's up, Sarah? Aren't we all a part of the body? Volunteering in children's ministry can be, can be challenging <laughs> sometimes. It can be really challenging. Have y'all ever hung out with teenagers or children? It can be a, okay, it can be a little challenging. I kind of feed off the crowd, so that's just how I am. So I'm looking at y'all, and y'all can smile at me a little bit, just give me some. I see some of y'all on y'all phones, but I ain't going to say nothing. 
I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Whew, I got somebody's attention. <laughs> but thank God for our children's ministry because they are sowing seeds that will eternally change the lives of the little ones forever. Moving on to 21. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. I'm going to repeat that again. Verse 22. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. So a few years ago, I, someone came up to me and uh, they was like, bro, your worship team is weak. <laughs> of course, I got offended. Like, I was offended. Like, how are you going to size my worship team like that? Like, how are you going to say they weak? This is my team. This is my family. These kind of words affect the entire, entire church, local church body. But also they hurt. I've talked to many people in our neighborhood that have left the local church because some parts of the body were weaker than others. This happens when we don't see ourselves as valuable parts of the body. Instead of volunteering or helping out with that local, with one of those churches, they left. They jumped ship. What are we doing? When you are looking for a, a new church to visit, what do you look for? Do you look for a Hillsong worship, even though they be jamming? Do you look for the funniest pastor in the, like, in the church you go to? How about the, the church that got the best coffee and snacks? We should have the same, we should have a heart to find a church that needs the most help. Not the church that makes us feel the most comfortable or safest. We should find, we should want to find a church that needs the most help. If we see a part of the body that is weak, why don't we gravitate to that to help lift that church up? Since we are all represent the local church. Verse 23. In the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. Verse 24, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. So I'm passionate about local missions. The other day, the youth group, probably not the other day, but like a couple months ago, the youth group, we went to Pine Manor, Shout out um, Pine Manor. Shout out the youth group. And um, I was like, man, like, let's go pick up some trash and, like, hang out at the park. 
And uh, we did that. So we started picking up trash at the park, which it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of trash, but I promised them a couple weeks before that I seen some trash, but the trash wasn't really there no more. But we still went there, and we, 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 we eat pizza. We having church, worship people singing. And then I see somebody that, um, a kid from school, he like, what's up, Mr. Jackson? I'm like, what's up, man? What's going on? You chilling? And the crazy thing is, like, let go a pen. The crazy thing is that, you never know who you will see on the mission field. But that kid was like, man, you was just in my classroom. You talked to this. You talked about this. What are you doing out here? I'm like, bro, we having church outside, Pentecostal style. <laughs> so, so he was like, oh, okay. So he was like, man, coach, can you just come play soccer with us? I'm like, bro, I don't really play soccer. Bro. I don't really do that. I play basketball. I play basketball. But I ended up going to play soccer, which they started running circles around me. But I was there. I was present. I represent the local church. I represent the body. Now, every time I go to that school, this little kid, this third, fourth grader, always say, man, coach, man, when y'all church coming back to the park? I'm like, I don't know, bro. I'll let you know next time. Summer coming up. But I'm telling you that because... Can you imagine if the local church operate this way? Can you imagine the change that can happen in Southwest Florida? If we always saw each other as a family, not like a competition, not, not like this person can shoot better threes than me, or this person can do a spin move, or in and out cross, and none that. What if the churches viewed each other as a family? Imagine how different our communities would be. Moving on to verse 25. Y'all still with me? I'm good. Come on. Come on. Don't go to sleep on me now. I seen some sleepy eyes. Verse 25. This makes for harmony among the members so that all members care for each other. 26. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. I'm going to repeat that again. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. If one of us suffers, we all suffer. If someone is going through emotional, spiritual, physical pain, we as the body church should come around that person. We shouldn't let that, that person go through that alone. We can pray. We can give meals. We can send families who got kids on date nights. We should come around people like a family, that person. If someone buys a new house, gets a new job, have a baby, get baptized, we should celebrate that. We are a family. As a local church, I think we need to celebrate more. Sometimes we can look like really like stick people sometimes. We just be real stiff. Like we need to just celebrate more. I got this one kid. Um, he plays on. He's a sixth grade. He never gets in the game, but he sits on the end of the bench, and he like celebrate. Like he's the most encouraging person ever. I'm like, man, that kid right there is going to be something. 
He doesn't care about playing. He just cares about the team. He cares about the family. We are the local church. So, if you're taking notes, I got five things we need as the local body to be effective. I always got to leave you with something. I got to leave you with something. Take home. Take home. So, if you're taking notes, first thing is truth tellers. We need truth tellers in our life. People that will tell us the truth. Sometimes things happen with the body or the local church because we don't have people that tell us the truth. Number two, trustees. We need people in the body that we can trust. No judgment, big accountability that we can truly, truly trust. Sometimes some churches can get real clicky and just worry about just my group. Even I've seen it in churches. Some people can be like real clicky and they start to look click and they don't even know it. But we can't have that. But we need people, trustees. Next thing is teacher. You need to be around people that are better than you. I always tell kids, like I know, this, I know kids that are like in fifth or sixth grade. I'm like, bro, like you are dominating on this level. You need to play up with seventh grade. Like you don't need to play with these little kids no more because God gave you a gift. Like you're really good. Play up and see what you do. That's how you get better. And also in the church, we need to be around people that are better than us at something. Because something I struggle with, like admin, I struggle. Like I struggle at returning emails. I struggle. Like, I'm like, bro, I just can't do it. But, like, my wife saves the day all the time for me. Shout out my wife. But I, I struggle at it. I'm not good at that. But we need to be around teachers, people that are pushing us and helping us and encouraging us. Also, as a local body, to be effective, we need, we need people raising people up. We need to be raising people up. And what I mean by that is, like, we need to be discipling somebody. And the reason I say that because with all these kids I'm around, they watch everything I do, everything. And when you're discipling somebody, it kind of makes you feel like, I won't say a job, but it kind of feels like you got like a, you got somebody looking up to you, like somebody like really like counting on you. My buddy, my buddy live in Boston. He um, is crazy because he, he discipled me like many, many years ago. And um, it's crazy because um, he started wearing skinny jeans and I started wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> it's just a weird thing. I'm like, bro, like, why oh, you got skinny jeans? I'm like, okay, I'm going to just start wearing skinny jeans. So, it's like a crazy thing. Like, I'm not just talking about skinny jeans, but he started listening. <laughs> I know, it's weird, skinny jeans. But he started listening to certain music. I started listening to certain music. But he also challenged me, challenged me. Dwayne, you know what? I don't think you need to do that. We need those people in, 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 our, in the local church to be effective. The last one is my favorite. It's a hype man. 
Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yay, yay. We all need a hype man in our life. Anybody got hype people that hype you up? Like, let's go. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, everybody know Muhammad Ali? Raise your hand if you know Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. So, if you don't, if you, a lot of people don't know this. I didn't know this until I started digging in some things. Has anybody ever heard of Drew Brown? Drew Brown. So, Drew Brown was a trainer, but he was a full, he was Muhammad Ali full-time hype man. <laughs> I was like, man, this is crazy. I got to tell my church family this. The thing, the thing about Drew Brown is Drew Brown used to say, you're the best in the world. Float, champ, float. Cook, champ, cook. Rumble, man, rumble. The man we had, but the man we love had someone in his life that told him how great he was. And as a church, if we want to be effective, we need to have people in our church family and also in the local church that are pushing us and encouraging us and hyping us up. We all need those people. To close, as you leave today, um, you can stop by the serve table. We're gonna have some some um, some some papers out there, some information about Refuge Church. If you want to get involved with any type of ministry at Refuge Church, we got papers. You can put your information out there. It's gonna be right in the lobby, so you can just. Even if you want to just come check it out, just check it out, hang out. We got a lot of parts of refuge that need help, need people want, who want to um, help out the body of the church. Lastly, the body of the church. We all represent the body of the church. Moving forward, how can we continue to move forward using our gifts from God, regardless if you can't do anything, regardless if you don't know this person, regardless if you don't know this community, just being present. It's something that happens when someone I know maybe in the hospital and you just sit in there. It's something about your presence that does something to people. Never forget that. Never forget that. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to speak. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the local church. Thank you for friends and family. Continue to shape and mold us into your perfect design on a day-to-day basis. Teach us what you want out of our local church. Let us look at each one of us as valuable and as, as world changers, as we live on a mission throughout our day with our families, in our communities, in schools, in our workplaces. Teach us how to see each other, how you view us. We're all made in your image. Teach us how to live like you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.